Hi guys, welcome to Big Laws Official. Today I have the godfather of British strength, probably the most recognisable name in strongman history, the one and only Jeff Capes, two times world's strongest man winner, um, incredible athlete. It's a pleasure to have you on, Jeff. Good morning, Lol. It's early for me as well. It is, I'm sure. Well, I've got the young kids, so they get me up early these days. But no, no, you're, you're, I have to kick the I have to kick the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> you're entitled to a little rest now and again. I'm just going to make sure I've got my screen on big. There we go. Right, Jeff. I've been trying to get hold of you for a while. Obviously, so many people want to hear from you. You're you're such a a staple name in the strongman world, and. I want to just get your story here about what got you into. I mean, obviously, you had an incredible career before you even started Strongman. I think really um, it stems back from when I was a kid working on the farms. You know, I mean, I go way back to the fens of Lincolnshire and working on the farms with my father, and he was a gangmaster. And we had gangs of men working in the physical sense on the farms without the mechanisation they have today. Everything was manual: lifting this, pulling that, throwing that. Everything was kind of physical and I learned the, the, the ways of strength very early on competing not only against other guys on the farm I mean there was some tremendous strong men on the farm and still is because they're never tested and they never, they never compete anyway but uh, that's where it all started and I joined my athletics club very early on I was nine years old and um, just literally went to the local gym Started training when I was about nine, ten years old, lifting weights um, in the gym. I think I was 19. I can skip a few years and I benched uh, 585 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilos. That's, that's 19. <laughs> um, I was squatting um, nearly 400k, um, deadlifting about the same. Um, but you know, and strength is relative. I mean, those were pre-Olympic weights, don't forget. Those are yeah. the old bar systems. You know, no bend, no no spring, no nothing. Old plates, sometimes, you know, train wheels rather than rather than weights. Yeah. It was yeah. it was improvisation of strength. Um, and I put the shot, of course, for Great Britain. I went to three Olympic Games. Um, I was twice Commonwealth champion. Uh, I was seven times World Highland Games champion, as you say, twice World's Strongest Man, three times Europe's Strongest Man, three times Britain's Strongest Man, and many other competitions around the world that's, you know, kind of intercompetitive with the best in the world, um, traveling to Africa, Japan, everywhere in the world. Um, Pre-WhatsApp, um, pre-YouTube, pre-everything, you know? <laughs> And when yeah. we had strong, when we had strongmen on TV, uh, on BBC, we had, we were pulling in figures of over fourteen million, uh, which you don't really get today because you're spread over so many TV companies and so many different um, things that happen uh, with the you know kind of uh, new age of, of television. Yeah, well, like I said when I, when I kind of introduced you, I mean, you are the name everyone thinks of when when someone says strongman particularly in the UK, everyone talks about Jeff Capes. They're like, you know, every, particularly of, I think, the older generation. I mean, the, yeah. the, the younger guys now that, that are brought up on YouTube and things like that, yeah. obviously, yeah. like Eddie Hall is, is, a, is a hero to those kind of guys. You know, Absolutely, Johnson, yeah. Brian Shaw's Adrenus. But you go 
you know, pre-YouTube, you were the name that was that you were a household name. I mean, you did well, obviously World's Strongest Man had the 14 million views, but you were you were quite famous for other things as well after your strongman career, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I must say this though: um, shot putters are very strong, very athletic, very quick. In fact, the early winners of the World's Strongest Man were shot putters, Bruce Wilhelm. Uh, and Reinhardt and, and one or two others. And, um, I mean, I'm looking at Thor and people like that today. There was guys in Iceland that could put the shot a long way and also as big as Thor. There was um, Reinhold Olsen, there was Halfdi Arneson, there was Jacobson. There were so many Icelander throwers at that time and not strong men. Healthy and all that come afterwards and Magnuson's come afterwards. So. Um, you know, I mean, fame is, is is relative. You have to earn it, of course, and you have to protect it. You know, I mean, sometimes I, I watch things happen today and I think sometimes the guys go too far with different things. They could handle themselves better, um, you know, talk better to camera, um, you know, less aggression outside of the field of competing. And I think, you know, the the theory of strongman is channeling, channeling strength and aggression, uh, being able to compete at the snap part of a, you know, saying it's your turn, now you're on. You know, it's like putting the shot. I mean, when you think the shot only takes one second to throw in the circle. Yeah. One second. So you have to conjure up all this strength element and, and then explode and compete. Did you find and, when you were competing, you could just switch on and then sort of go back into just kind of placid, calm, relaxed mode? Or, or were you one of yeah, these guys that needed to stay focused all the time? Yeah. I mean, I was very focused, obviously, coming from an Olympic background. I mean, I was an Olympic athlete that was trained to compete at the highest level against the best in the world. So I had that advantage of being able to compete against the best of the world before I did strongman. Yeah. You know, and... and uh, and in the early days, I mean, people like Kaz, to me, was one of the greatest, you know. Uh, Bill Kazmaier, um, you know, <laughs> I competed against him so many times around the world, not just on television. And I remember him, you know, he, he called himself the strongest man that ever lived. And the accolade that he gave me, he said, Jeff Capes is the strongest athlete I've ever seen. Yeah. And there's a difference in, in that strength level. What they do today, um, you know, you, you try and people compare saying what, what would happen if you competed today against the guys today? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I get eaten alive. But the thing is, if I was competing today, I'd be training for today. Yes. No, I'm very true. I trained for then. Now, I did strongman. It was only a small part of my competitive season because I... Um, earned my money as a professional athlete around the world doing Highland Games yeah. and strongman competitions. Well, on a Highland Games circuit, we had 28 weeks yeah. of competing around the world, throwing seven events a day, sometimes every day for three weeks. Yeah. You know, you become hardened to compete and you your timing, your your... Your whole demeanour is, is it, it, you live, breathe, sleep, dream, sport and competing. 
So back back then, how many strongman shows were there? Because obviously now there's a lot more you know shows to compete in, and I know that you guys you, you kind of mix between the the Highland Games events and strongman, but you, yeah. you didn't have the seasons like the guys do now. With you know, you we have longer almost, yeah. yeah, we have longer seasons. I mean, not so much in strongman, but we had to fit in everything else. Yeah, um, you know, you had the strongman, you had the you had the British, the Europeans. Uh, the worlds. They were the three main ones, obviously, yeah. that you triggered to do. But then there was the invitational ones all around the world as well. Uh, the, the, one that, the one that I can never seem to get um, a, a video of is the Japanese Strongest Man. Uh, it was an open competition. All the best in the world uh, competed there. And we had 48 million viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, in, and it was in done Asia, uh, in, a, love it. In, a, in a place called Eto or Ito, which is the, um, the, the home of, of the samurai warrior. And uh, nobody can find that video. And yet it was on Japanese television. And it was organized by um, the World Strongest Man organization team of the world, okay. Transworld. So, um, but we did this in Africa, Kazmaier and Sigmundsson and all the guys. We travelled as a team, yeah, not, and competed as a team. You know, it's, it's in Holland, we were in Germany. As I said, you was in Africa, you was in Dubai, you was in, in Indonesia. I mean, it, the, the guys they compete today in the. I would say, oh, I've got to be very careful of what I say. Um, <laughs> in the um, Televised, organized, mechanized, strongest man competitions. Um, and I think where before um, strongest man was <clears throat> what you saw in front of you on the day, you were very rarely told what, yeah. was what you were going to do. Nowadays, every gym has got a strongman section. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the and uh, you train. train for the same events that you know they're going to be in the competitions. Yeah, it's become a lot more standardised. Yeah, standardised, yeah. I don't like that. No. To be honest with you, I, I like the um, <clears throat> the image of, um, I'm going to say, the uh, the Japanese um, guy, the Kung Fu guy, Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Where you have a gang of guys, you all start, at the bottom, you all fight each other and you fight and knock out the guys as they go along. And there's one man, one man standing at the top. Yeah. I proposed this a long time ago. You, everybody starts at the bottom of a mountain and every part of the mountain, there was a discipline of everybody had to do something of. And then you knocked your partner out. Okay. And you finished up with the guy at the top, the strongest man. Uh, in the world. That would be an interesting contest. <laughs> It'd be very, very be difficult. It was all rustic. It would be it would be a fun contest to do. I think it would be hard to. I think that would be a hard competition to really decide who was the best in the world. But I think as a as a separate contest, oh, you know, be awesome. it would be fun to watch because, because it would be you so would unpredictable. The best guys anyway. You'd invite yeah. the best guys anyway. Well, you can invite all the, the best, best guys, guys available. Exactly, yeah. but you always get these guys that specialize in one event. So you, you could you could first round you could have the best guy in the world knocked out just because yeah. he's up but against someone that's you exceptionally don't good. Tell them what the events are. And I think, in terms of a spectacle, that would be that would be awesome to watch. But I can't imagine many people enjoying that as an actual, you know, they to would, the, they the best. Would, 
they would shit themselves. <laughs> they really would. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing is that today I see a competition. <clears throat> I'll be honest, Law, what I don't like, and I'll be honest with this, I watched uh, you know, some of the big guys. I mean, I know there's a bit of a, a rumble going on at the moment between Thor and Eddie. But the thing is, when you organise a competition, that's one thing. Yeah. When you um, then referee the same competition, that is another thing. And uh, you, you become judge and jury of your own event. And then you open the doors to, to ridicule and, and, you know, speculation. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I've, I've ran a few contests myself, and I always vowed the minute I ran a competition, I'd never compete in my own show. Exactly. Because you, win, lose, or, win, lose, or, yeah, win, lose, or draw, you, you, you're going to be in the wrong. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, I, I see too much of involvement of the guys that own and run the competition in the actual competition itself. And I, should, I think it should be totally void uh, a separate analogy, a separate referees um, coming in. It's a bit like boxing and, and fighting. Yep. They have yep. independent yep. referees. Yep. Uh, another thing I've noticed is guys turning up, like Thor, with an entourage of 20, 30 people. You know, uh, I turned up with a kit bag and about five different pairs of shoes. <laughs> and that was me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, often turned up just on my own with a kit bag. Well, that's it. That's it. You earn, you, you, earn, you earn your stripes, yeah. you know. Um, money in the game nowadays, it's obviously far in extent of what we earn uh, because there's more bigger competitions. I mean, we earned a few quid. What, what was but, the prize money for Worlds back then? Oh, around about 10 grand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but through advertising and promotion and other things, I didn't earn any money hardly from Strongman. Yeah. I earned it through promotion, television, advertising. I was an equity, I was an actor, I did panto, I did this, I did, you know, all sorts of different things. Again, you improvise, you, you evolve, you know, and, and uh, how many guys actually earn a lot of money in Strongman? Not many. There's not many. And Even how many can live on what they earn for the rest of their lives? Yeah. You know, again, I see Eddie, he's got a new house, he's got this, he's got that and got the other. Unless the cash keeps coming in, it's a hard job to keep it at that level. Best of luck to him. He's earned it. He's earned his stripe. Well, he's, um, he's been smart. He's got a good agent. Himself. He's got a good agent. You know? he's, he's marketed himself well and he's, he's kind of, you know, focusing on... on acting and other things now so i Absolutely. think he, i think he's, you have to do that he, i think he was smart enough to realize he can't just rely on strongman he needed to look at exactly. um, and then you, you got... realize he was 30 when he retired yeah i was 30 when i started doing strongman really <laughs> well let's talk, let's talk about your your career before strongman because you are you still the most capped british athlete of all time yeah that's, that's not a bad accolade, is it? <laughs> well, I've won more internationals than any athlete of all time. Incredible. Um, talking about those other awards, I mean, I, 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 I'm very proud to be given, you know, the, the Hall of Fame um, induction in the Hall of Fame of Strongman yeah. um, because I felt that I earned my stripes. Oh, 100%. You definitely and deserve to be in that. The same year, I was given and inducted the Hall of Fame for British Athletics. Really? So, um, you know, it, it's great, you know, but the only thing that ever eluded me, although I made two Olympic finals, I never won the Olympics when I was supposed to do, 
everybody expected me to do it. Um, what was your highest placing at the Olympics? A fifth, fifth in the final. Yeah, I thought so. Um, but then you're up against, you know, the, the Russian, the East German war. You know what I mean? Did um, you? Um, how far did you throw? Uh, like, what, did you, were you did you underperform or? I. Um, were the other guys just? I under, really on underperformed in the final. Okay. Um, not in the qualifying. I was third best in the qualifying. Um, I'd beaten everybody before. Yeah. The day of the final of the Olympic uh, final, my best throw of all time is twenty-one meters sixty-eight in competition. Yeah. You know, um, they're not throwing that much more now. High twenty-ones, twenty-two twenties. The best guys. You know, so even today, I would still be up in the top half a dozen, you know. Yeah. And the last time I competed was 40 years ago. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I was I was way ahead of my time in, yeah. in terms of throwing. And if I'd stayed in athletics and not turned pro, I might have thrown further. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was amateur. Um, because I went to the Olympic Games in 1980, Margaret Thatcher said that all the servicemen couldn't go and I was in the police service at the time yeah. so I had to resign from the police and uh, commit myself to sport as soon as the Olympics was over I had to turn professional because I had to live somewhere I'd have a young family and I had to earn a living so I yeah. turned pro did the Highland Games first strongman and everything else and the commercial side come in parallel with that and then I together with a friend um, started a security business it was one of the biggest security businesses in the entertainment uh, side. Yeah. Uh, we we had business from Aberdeen to Bristol, you know, and uh, stayed in that for 20 years and then, then retired at 50. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, competitiveness is everything that I do is yeah. a competition. So you, it doesn't I mean, matter what it is, whether it's business, no. sport, everything, you no. want to be the best. I want to be, I want you the best. Yeah. I mean, even the budgery guys that people take them pee out of, you know. <laughs> um, I've been at it over 45 years, breeding and showing birds. I've won world championships with my, with my breed. <laughs> um, so, you know, even in that, you know, um, I, I strive to be the best. Yeah. And did you, know? you still do that? I, I can hear some birds in the background, I think. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're in the bird shed. I've yeah. not opened up yet this morning. <laughs> got to be fed up and stuff like that. I've got a couple of parrots in the house. I think uh, that was that was something that probably made you quite memorable, though, as well. Obviously, but maybe people take the mick a little bit. But seeing this big, huge man with these tiny little birds, it's something that's visually very memorable. And, you know, I've seen I've seen old articles of you in papers and lifting weights with the budgies out on, out on the weights and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think in Strongman, I don't know whether you agree with me or whether a lot of guys agree with me, you've got, to, you've got to have an opposite. Yeah. You've got to have something that takes your mind off, you know, the gym, the competitions and, and everything else. And... Uh, I'll just get rid of him. <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Hang on. Stop it, Polo. I've got, got it coming from all ways at the moment. Um, what was I actually talking about? Um, the budgery guys. Yes, yep. Yeah. Um, everybody's got to have something. I go fishing as well. Yeah. You know, I like isolation. I like um, you know, I, li I like breeding birds rather than showing birds. Although I'm competitive, I like to breed the best. Yeah, 
you know, I want to be the best at reading and say, look at what I've read. I don't have to show it. I just gloat at, show it to people and say, beat that, you know. Um, but again, you know, I get, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm fishing, I only fish for pike and stuff. Yeah. Um, my best pike at the moment is just over 40 pounds, you know, in, in, which is nearly 20 kilos. You know? I, I did uh, some fishing with Mark Felix and I was absolutely oh, well, terrible. So <laughs> that's, I, I think I caught like a little tiddler, but that was about it. <laughs> I, I, I think those are more grounded. Yeah. You know, have, have an opposite. Something think, other do than... You, do you gym. find when you're sort of, you're, you're in the limelight, obviously like when you were big time in the limelight winning worlds and, and you know, you, you're in advertisements, you, you're seen by everyone. Um, was it just nice to just escape and do something normal sometimes and just be away from, from people looking at you and, you know, yeah. I, I've, I've done events with you and even now you still get loads of people coming up to you, you know, wanting a photo, wanting to talk to you. I think that one of the biggest problems is um, today life out there is not what it used to be. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys get challenged, you know, uh, in a physical sense. You know, I don't, you know, it, it's the bravado of people, you know, that kind of um, challenge you if you go out for a meal or you go to a pub with a mate, which I don't do because I don't, I don't like that side of confrontation. Um, I know my capabilities, you know. Yeah. Um, I was a physical training instructor in the police. I was a black belt in judo and aikido. I fought Chris Dolman in, in Amsterdam just for fun in front of five and a half thousand people. You can go online and put Jeff Capes and Chris Dolman fight in Amsterdam and it'll come up. You know, I did everything kind of for, for fun. But so Ed, Eddie and Thor are just I copying did. you. <laughs> Ed, Eddie, Eddie, you know, um, I think Eddie, Eddie's kind of one of these guys you don't want to meet in the dark, you know? Yeah. And uh, he, he's, he's streetwise, he's a street fighter, and I'm afraid Thor is going to shit on you, you know? Because... You're, you're because, picking Eddie, then, are you, for that? Oh, without doubt. You know, I'm, I, I, I like Thor, and I like the Icelanders. I, you know, I've competed against them. I've got some very good friends. Uh, but Eddie's a street fighter, you know? Uh, he comes from the wrong side of the tracks. And uh, <laughs> that's what I like about him. Yeah. Um, as a competitor. Yeah. And, and I, I, I've met him. He's been to my house. We've had a meeting in, in a pub. You know, uh, I think it's mutual respect. Uh, but I, I wouldn't, I don't like it, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's what I don't like about, you know, cheating and stuff like that, or the assumption of cheating. Um, but that's the way it's gone. They're going to get a big payday, and that's what it's being done for. Yeah. Um, I, as I said, I don't like that. I don't. I don't. I don't respect that. And it'll do strongman no good. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've I had my I had my run-ins with with Sigmarson. Well, I want, know, to, I, want, I, I want to ask you about your. your I had my run-ins with Kazmaier. Yeah, you know? Kaz and Kaz, you Kaz and Sigmarson were. The three guys really that excelled strongman. It took it to, to new heights. The battles that all three of you had, 
were, you know, very memorable over the years. I remember Sigmundson beating you one year and saying the king has lost his crown. You coming back the year after to regain the title. Then Kazmaier coming back in, having battles with you all, pure strength, all, all those big kind of events. You, you three were yeah. were huge stars of the sport. I think the problem is I was the wrong end of the wedge at 40 plus, you know. I think I might have given a better account if I was younger, you know, in my prime. Although I was still pretty strong in my 40s, you know. Um, but, you know, I think... How, how old were you when you won your last Worlds? Uh, I was in, what, 87. It was in 87. And I was 30 in, uh, in uh, 1980. So I was 37. 37. And I competed until I was 47. Wow. <laughs> you know? I mean, going, like the Highland Games, you know, seven events a day is quite a grueling event. You get in your car and go and drive to another games the next day for another seven events. And then another seven events, you know. And we have the Glasgow weeks, which is two weeks solid, seven events a day. Yeah. All around Scotland. And then we took it around the world, you know. There's Highland Games all around the world as well, Anglo-Scottish societies. But um, it it was a vehicle. And, uh, you know, I'm paying for it now, physically, you know. I mean, uh, again, I look at Eddie, he's got his freezer cabinet, cryogenics, he's got this, he's got that. Um, You know, me, it was back home, jumping in a river, going down the abattoir, pint of ox's blood once a week, you know, (laughs) just like the Watusi tribe in Africa. And I, I, I trained like Wilson the Wonder athlete in the hot, in the Hotspur comic, <laughs> you know. And and uh, these these were my my guides, my my inspiration, comic strip yes. heroes, Morgan the Mighty, Wilson the Wonder athlete, Alf Tupper the top of the track, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't even know these people. <laughs> and Desperate Dan. Oh, I know Desperate Dan. There you go. You know? <laughs> but look at the old guys. Yeah. You know, look at the old time strongman, Louis Sir. Donald Dinney, um, and, and, and people like that, pre-television. And yeah. some of the stuff that they did then was mind-blowing. Mm. Look at the Dinny Stones. Yeah. And Donald Dinney was a great Highland Games athlete, as well as the first man to lift the Dinny Stones over the Bridge of Patak. Yeah. And now only the best can do it. Yeah, it's only the strongest I, can do it. I really want to have a go at them. I've never touched them before, but it, it's something they I'd love will to... break your balls. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You think, ah, oh, easy peasy, three fifty three. You've got to lift them between your legs, lock them together. Well, that's that's the incredible thing. The, the way they can walk with them is, and you do incredible. it with a ring, a ring on each stone, and you waddle like a duck. Yeah. You know? I mean, Even Taz couldn't do it. I'm convinced I could lift them, but then walking with them is going to be something completely different. Absolutely. They just look so awkward. and and It's always worth a go. I think they have a championships every year. Yeah. Now, because they've become famous after being dormant for so long. Yeah. You know? It's definitely um, something I'd like to try. Yeah. You know, to me, again, I I remember the, the greatest bodybuilders, Steve Reeves, Gordon Scott, the Tarzans, you know, all these are, are my inspiration. Yeah. You know, these were my guides, my inspirations. I wanted to be like them. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be as good, if not better than them. But yes. n- not today. I think no. you've kind of you've gone past normal. 
you're in another realm of, of strength. Yeah. Um, everybody's pushing now. But I wish, I wish you wouldn't lift with straps. <laughs> well, that I, is my, I would be happy not to lift with straps. Hate. Yeah. That is my pet hate because you call it a world record and everybody believes it is, but it's a strong one world record. Well, I did a video recently actually trying to tell people the difference between a strongman deadlift and a powerlifting deadlift because they are very, very different. Yeah. But, um, I would be a big fan of strongman to be without straps. I, I, I like grip strength. But that, but that is strength. You shouldn't be aided. You shouldn't be aided. You know, well, if you strap on, and you're lifting <laughs> on your straps. Yeah. You're lifting on your straps. They're at fingertip stretch. Yes. And it's the straps that are holding your hands on the bar. Yeah. Without them straps, you would not be able to grip that. There's, there's guys I know that without straps, they wouldn't lift anyway near to the numbers that they're lifting. Exactly. In exactly. I mean, the, the, the time I lifted uh, in Cascai when I won the world back from Sigmundson, yeah, we had a like a a cart with a lot of barrels on the back. I remember seeing. And there was it, some yeah. world deadlift or world powerlifting champions in that competition, and uh, I beat some of them. I think I lifted at four hundred and forty-six kilos. Yep. But I'm a shot putter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a powerlifter. You know, I could move weight quick. I could run with weight. I could carry weight quick. I'd out sprint. Yeah. You know, you, you were always carrying fast and carrying weight. Yeah. But I was used to doing that. It goes back to the farms, you know, running with sacks of wheat and all that sort of stuff. I've got a picture of my granddad, who was only five foot tall and about eight, eight, nine stone, going up the side of the windmill with 18 stone sack of wheat on his back. That's my granddad. Yeah. My dad was the same. He was, was broader, big hand. But my mum was six foot and 22 stone. Really? And my granddad, her dad, was six foot five and 25 stone. So it's so from your mum's side where you get this. It's my mum's side, yeah. genetically big, yeah. you know. But my wow. son, Lewis, who you probably, I don't know if you met Lou. I remember. But um, he finished up, uh, he did strongman a little bit, but he went to America, played American football. He he's one of the best shot putters in the country. Um, he was a good lifter, and his two grandsons, or his two sons, my grandsons, are the number one in their own age groups in the country in the shot put. So it, awesome. it's coming again. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you coach I, them? Um, my son, my son would uh, say not. <laughs> but, um, I did originally, as I coached Lewis. My daughter yeah. was British champion as well. I coached yeah. her. Because you coached still coach many. now, don't you? Yeah, I've got a team of youngsters. I coach Strongman in a gym in Stamford, in, in Rhinos. Uh, it's a great gym if you're ever in Stamford, in Lincolnshire. Uh, I've got a group of guys there um, that want to just train. Yeah. And there's a couple of young budding Strongmen coming that are competing in local events Fantastic. at the moment. It's so curious. I keep my hand in. It's nice to know you're still get... involved with it in, in that way. Well, I'm 70 now, you know. Still going and, strong. Um, I still crave success through others. Yeah. You know, 
um, because it's 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 a great notch to say, you know, they they're saying when they win something and say, Jeff Cage is my coach. Yeah. So I'm still winning through them. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I still get a lot of people write to me and ask, "What do you think of this? Can you help me with that or whatever?" Um, but I, I do my best and try and encourage them. Yeah. Um, but you know, things are different today. Oh, You've got to evolve so. evolve with time. Yeah. You know, it, it's going. It, it is going to another level. Oh, the, the guys that you got competing today, uh, I take my hat off to them. I always said, never challenge somebody in something that you haven't done yourself. Yeah. So, don't ever do arm wrestling, Lol. <laughs> I, I, I like arm wrestling. I've done a little bit. Your arm. I've, um, I've, your I've actually arm. recently done a bit of arm wrestling, but yeah. there's so much technique to it. And luckily, I'm, I'm at a club where they've really sort of, you know, they've been gentle with me. Because <laughs> um, you, if, if you go as a big, strong guy like we are, if you go and arm wrestle someone that actually knows what they're doing, they yeah. could rip your arm off. Absolutely. I mean, and I like six or seven, not broken, I've been tour four or four in competition uh, in uh, Finland. And it was won by a Canadian arm wrestler. Yeah, who looked like an ordinary bloke on the street. Yeah, you know, uh, and uh, you, you know, I always have this say: never take on anybody that is the best at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, uh, I've, been, I've been very lucky. They've been gentle with me. They're teaching me technique, and and then that strength starts yeah. to to become an advantage. But yeah, yeah it's it's one that I, well, I would never recommend someone arm wrestle someone randomly in a no. pub or anything like that. What is interesting today is. When we were competing again, Kaz and all that, uh, yeah, pre me, Kaz was competing in America, called the world's strongest man, eight Americans, and that was it. You know, yeah. they, they loved the title. Of course, they're going to bloody win it with eight guys. You know? <laughs> um, it was the introduction of the Eastern Bloc countries when the war came down. Yeah, and then, but now you look at it, it's impregnated with Latvians, uh, Russians, Poles. You know, but don't forget, I can go back before you and before them guys. I was competing against them as an Olympian. Yeah. I was I was I was going through Checkpoint Charlie in Berlin before the war came down. I was in East Germany and Poland and the Eastern Bloc countries uh before the West saw any of it. Yeah. I was training in East Germany. I was the, probably the first Western thrower ever to train in East Germany. Really? And I come back and I said, if ever they get to compete out here, you know, they would do some damage. And eventually the war come down and the rest is history. Yeah, that's some incredible effort. They were there. They were there. And they still train with old weights and stuff. Yeah. And the old old rusty machines and, you know. And I had a friend in uh, Doncaster Plant Works Athletics Club. He was a miner. And to his training... He was pushing coal carts around on the top of the mine, you know. Mm-hmm. Took the track, uh, the tractor engine off, and he was pushing the carts around full of coal. Physically, he was lifting railway uh, axles and wheels because he had no weights. Yeah, and he was the best shot putter before me. I love, I love looking so, at some of the, the old like guys, the way they used to train, like Paul Anderson, people like that. Oh, just don't you yeah. talk about Paul Anderson? You're a big fan to of me, Paul. He, 
big Bannerpool. Yeah. Uh, to me, he was probably uh, the most underestimated, the greatest strongman, one of the greatest that ever lived. Yeah, I, I, when I first uh, got into strongman... He, he wasn't measured properly, no. like you are today. Well, it was different back then. It was more just like exhibition lifts. He was an he was Olympic world. Um, uh, oh, champion, absolutely! Genuine, absolutely. you know. But he could, hack, he could do a hack. He do a hack lift on his back and lift a lift a Rolls Royce off the floor. Yeah, you know his back lifts um, were were legendary. There is. We filmed something a long while ago for Midlands Television, and unfortunately, it never got shown. It cost over a quarter of a million to do, and we were doing all the old strongman feats. Jamie Reeves and one or two others. And that's somewhere on film in somebody's archive. Uh, television archive somewhere. Yeah. And a lot of the feats that were done then were as good as some of the stuff today. Because we I'd, took some of the old stuff and did it. I'd love to see some of those old, like a, a backlift or, or something like that. Oh, yeah. That, that would be yeah. brilliant to see what the guys yeah. now could do on something like that. Yeah. Um, very but, different I mean, lift. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I fear for the strongman competitions. Um, it, it could go the way of superstars. Um, it becomes too much. Yeah. Because you see it everywhere on every on every YouTube channel, uh, and 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 then it kind of dies a death. You know. So do you, do you see it as like a? A show rather than a sport. Now I've got mixed feelings. Um, of course, I, I think it it registers to the competitors that it's a sport. Mm -hmm. But to me, it is it it it, it crosses over into entertainment. Uh, it is not pure uh, in many senses of the word. Um, it has to be regimentated to become a sport. You have to have five thousand people that become members of an association. Every association has to agree to have one association to run it. And then you have, have to have the rules and organization of the sport itself. Yeah. And then you have to commit to the rules of all sport. And, you know, uh, that's probably why it'll never be a sport, because yeah, a lot mean, of the guys won't be able to agree because there's too many factions. Everyone has different opinions of what's right and what's wrong. It's a different factions, you know. Um, you know, strongman's very much like boxing these days, where you've got different associations, if you like, different rule sets in in different federations. Um, but I, I do think seeing it regularly is it, it's helping it become more popular again. And you know, you look at look at fighting, look at football we see football every single day if you wanted to it doesn't yeah. put people off but i think no. we need characters in the sport the, the, the more type of characters the more people that you can get behind because sometimes when you just watch the same guy do something over and over again yes it can become stale but i think when you when you create actual characters and you, that's where i want to see strongman actually look beyond what these guys are just lifting and, and actually show these people as entertaining people see their character see who they are not just yes yes they're I mean, a big strong man that lifts stuff I, I i agree totally you have to create an identity yeah um but i mean maybe that's why john paul was so 
so popular back in you know his day. Well, again, with respect to John Paul, uh, God bless him, but he was managed by again the organisation of the events, yeah. and they managed him. They become his manager, yeah. and he was fighting them in a competition, not just John Paul. Well, you know, <laughs> he uh, had to compete against I, um, the referee who was one of his yeah. actual financial managers. I mean, the, um, yeah. the 1990, I think, when Odie Wilson was winning oh. the contest by quite a long way. I, I'll always say Odie should have won that year. But that, be, that being said, John Paul was a very charismatic athlete and lots of people remember the way he acted, you know. And obviously, you've got first-hand competition against him, so you know more than, than most. But um, I mean, I, what was it I like competing with him, one, him? I loved him in one way because... He, he he become a, a Jekyll and Hyde. You knew him on the outside, and uh, he was very quiet, in, you know, in his, his demeanour. He he was uh, he, he then just come this Jekyll and Hyde character, <laughs> you know. I am a Viking, and Viking. I call them fishy filers, fish eaters. Uh, that's Icelandic, but just eating fish, you know. Yeah. Um, but when we travelled around the world together, then you get to know people. When you get on a plane in Amsterdam, nine of you in a twelve-seater, mm. instead of flying at twenty thousand, you're only flying at three and a half thousand feet. <laughs> Because of the weight of the guys in the yeah. plane, you know in that situation, you, become, <laughs> you, you actually become you actually get to know the guys a bit better. Yeah, you know, um, but everybody was the same. Kaz was the same. You know, once you switch him on, that's it. His eyes used to light up. But again, you know, he had a team. He had doctors. He had this. He had that. In a competition, he was no different to what they are today. Um, but again, I was there just with my back. Yeah. You know, so I, I think everybody, I mean, Thor, he's, he's got his filming side, you know, now he, he's one of the biggest extroverts in, in the game. It, 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 I think Schwarzenegger was the, the leader, if you like, of the bodybuilder, strongman sect that made it in films. He yeah. was the first. Yes, of you know, course. apart from the Tarzans, of course, yeah, uh, the early Tarzans, um, and um, but you you stereotype the strongman, wouldn't you? I mean, I knew a guy from Sheffield, um, Graham Mullins, who was a strongman, six foot nine. I know Graham. Yeah, uh, did Gladiator. Yeah, and uh, all he did was jump in the in the arena and get his head chopped off. But you didn't see him because he had a helmet on. Yeah. But then five minutes later, you see him in the same film doing another fight scene yeah, yeah. with the helmet off. You know. But I think big guys are, are too stereotyped in, in movies and stuff. You know, some of them are quite articulate if you allow them to be that, and uh, some of them can act, can act, can act properly, can hold a conversation without being, you know, a, a strongman freak, yeah. you know, and, and being an extrovert, but tying somebody down and like you're tying me down um, and getting to know me a little bit better yeah. because I can ramble on a little bit. That's always a because good thing. I was, I, was, I, was, I was taught by the best. 
<laughs> you know, my coach, Stuart Story, was one of the top commentators of BBC television yeah. in athletics. And he taught me how to hold a conversation without losing it. For doing things like this, it's great when people can talk because I, I like to just sit back and listen to the different stories. So it's always good having someone that's that when you ask a question and they just say yes, that's that's never good. <laughs> you know, it's going to be one of my little one of my little tricks. I don't. I, I, I tell somebody when I was I was sixteen, and I could tie a four stone weight to my little finger, okay, and write my name properly on a wall <laughs> is that true true four true. stone on your little finger four stone. we call we call them pig weight right because we used to have two stones on a machine that, was, that weighed eight stone of potatoes yeah and during the day I used to pick all these up and play with them i used to get two in each hand just in the grip holds themselves i two two eight stones and used to play with them press them and everything curl them yeah. And this is when I was a kid, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, they've got pictures of me in the gym in Holbeach with, ab, with abdominals. I, I believe it. I, 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 and I, I was a bodybuilder. I was, a very, I was a, well into bodybuilding very early on. I, I competed. I actually went and did a strongman thing against um, Johnny Citroni. Citroni, who was the Mr. Universe. Okay. And he come to do a bodybuilding show in Boston, but he did a strongman show as part of the entertainment. And he had a lead cup on the table that weighed over 112 pounds. And you had to pick it up and drink from it <laughs> and put it down on the table. And I was 16. Yeah. And I could do that. Wow. And I, he lifted an anvil 10 times with one press and then an anchor the other side. I could, well, I went out there, I could press the anchor and I could press the anvil once. And he did it 10 times. Wow. Do you like all those kind of like weird strength feats? So I see even well, now, if someone's got something new, I want to have a go with it. I want to see if I can do it. That's it, you know. And, and uh, sometimes uh, you look at the Basque region in, 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 yeah. in Spain, yeah. the rock lifters. Yeah. I know I know the rocks are designed to be lifted in a certain way, but look at the weight Ooh, of the rocks. Stuff. Yeah. I mean you're talking four hundred kilos and more. And they balance them and roll them onto the shoulder. Yeah. You know, I mean it's, these guys that is what they do. Yeah. You know? The Highland goes back Highland Games goes back seven hundred years. You know? And don't forget Strongman can can go back a long way as well, yeah. you know. Well, it's all, all and, these uh, different feats that have just come been merged together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I'm twixt between whether I still enjoy it uh, or not. You know, although I was part of it, sometimes I don't like watching it. Yeah, and another time I love watching it. Yeah, you uh, know. It's strange because when I, when I was competing for you know I've I've retired now but um, my favourite world strongest man contests are the ones before I competed in them 
once I competed in them, it was ah. just I was just like, okay, this is my I'm an athlete now. These guys are my opposition. But yeah. pre-competing, that's what excited me. They were the guys that inspired me. They were the ones that I looked <laughs> up to. And it, it, it's it, it's only really now that I've sort of stepped back from that competitive edge of you know when you when you compete. <laughs> Everyone that you're looking at, you're like, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. <laughs> Whereas now I can enjoy what these guys are doing again because yeah. I don't have to, to have that mentality of, of, you know, being the best and trying to win. Yeah. What, what's quite funny is that um, when I did Strongman, I actually set up the UK Strongest Man together with a friend of mine who owns Truckfest. It's a massive event. And we travelled around the cities, if you like, with a team of strong men. Yeah. We had we had all the competition we had all the events on a our tick. We had a road crew. We had a team of twelve strong men to choose from. And wherever we went, we also chose the top two guys, i.e. bodybuilders, power athletes, from where we set up. Like two In other words, if we went to yeah, if we, if we went to Stoke, for yeah. instance, the team of eight would come with a couple of reserves. Plus, we used to take on a two of the local guys. We let them in the competition as part of the local area. Yeah. Could you imagine it if we went to Stoke now? <laughs> and the local two guys is Eddie, Eddie and somebody else. Yeah. You know? um, and that's how, that's how we got... Um, we, we got it on TV, um, on one of these Channel 4s. But we had to pay for it right. to go on television. Yeah. We paid the television to film it. Yeah. You know? Uh, and we got an overall sponsor um, that sponsored the event. And we got sponsors of every competition in the event. In other words, local people, the truck company used to sponsor the truck pool and somebody else sponsored this. And then we had a big company that sponsored the event. Um, like tree bore extra strong mints, yeah, you know, uh, and uh, and then we sold it to a council, and then we held the event as inside of an event, like they they have a a, a gala or a, um, a country show, yeah, and the strongman would be in that country show. Okay, they would they bought our show. That's cool, and we took it on tour. How long? How long did you do this for? Uh, five years. I've, 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 I'm sure I've seen a few of the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've seen a Jamie, few of the old Jamie shows. Reeves come. Jamie Reeves was one of the young competitors in that. Yeah. And some of the guys that competed in the early strongman shows. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? No, it's okay. Nobody comes in on the gate. It says don't enter. Okay. He, so, he, he will buy their ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's making sure you're all safe. First first line of defense, you see. Yeah. No, they, I, I do remember, I mean, obviously not competing, but I remember seeing some of those original UK shows. Yeah. Uh, so, but again, you know, we, we did, we, did uh, we had a, a set program of five events because it was on one afternoon. Yeah. Um, we had things like Truck Pool and Farmer's Walk and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, so the other thing is nobody ever got hurt, touch wood. Uh, and that's what I don't like in Strongman as well, people getting hurt, you know. Um, it doesn't – again, you have to push the boundaries. A lot of people today are a little bit sick. They like to see injuries and blood squirting out your yeah. nose and head. Uh, but I, I, I'd like 
everybody to walk away unhind unhindered and think, you know, uninjured. Yeah, we don't. We, and uh, uh, unfortunately, maybe some people do like seeing people injured. Uh, obviously, yeah. I think most but of we us had to don't like the that. But we had to compete the next day. Yeah, we we set up the next day in another in another show. Yeah, <laughs> it's too hard to do show like back to back shows these days. The, yeah. the shows are way too heavy. You've got to really yeah, peak. Of course but, they are. But, of it, it it was fun, you know. Even when I started, I've said this to many people. I, I used to be able to compete quite regularly. I competed too much, to be honest. I, I wish I didn't. But um, looking back, I say I wish I didn't. I still enjoyed it. It was it was fun. But the smarter thing to do is be selective about the shows and peak at certain times. Yeah, you have to be that nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But like I said before, how many people actually earn a living out of doing strongman? Well, if if you're going to try and earn a living through prize money. Yeah. It's not the smartest thing in the world to do because no, you're not, setting yourself up to get injured, basically. Yeah, but everybody else is also doing the commercial thing. Yeah. In the end, in the end, you run out of commercial things to do because somebody else has already done it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like uh, again, you know, you have to be certainly selective. Um, I saw Eddie Hall on the uh, one of the um, quiz programs. I wish he never went on it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he didn't do it very well. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you have to keep away from some of the stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I was very selective, but my, my. Um, I suppose knowledge is, is 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 as old as me now. I've been around a long time, mm -hmm. around around the right people, and um, you know, like I said, you have to become more than just a strong man. Yeah, no, I am. You have to be. Cassie, excuse me a minute. That's all right. There's somebody, uh, the, uh, a delivery man. My dog will love him if you don't. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to have to tell him to stay out. Stay out, mate. Do not come in. Just put it over the gate there. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Is the postman still alive? Yeah. He's still yeah. alive. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jeff, uh, I want you to, obviously you've had like such a, an incredible career. Take me back to, I mean, this is going to be a hard question, but what was the one most memorable, it doesn't have to be strong man, it could be athletics. What was the most memorable time for you, I guess, in your strength slash athletic career? Because it's, it's been so long, you've obviously experienced so many things, been to so many places. You mentioned the Japanese competition earlier. What's the, the, the one place, one event, one victory that means the most to you? I think first and foremost to to get your first international uh, in athletics, where you receive your letter from the Queen yeah. or from the royal family, saying, "Dear Mr. Geoffrey Capes, you are cordially invited to compete for Great Britain in the forthcoming Olympic Games or whatever." Sign Philip or Her Majesty the Queen. That's, um, a nice letter that's to the receive. first thing, and then you know. Then you know you've made it, you know. Yeah. Second thing, you have to actually go to the Olympic Games. Go to the Olympic Games. 
um, which is like not everybody gets to go to the Olympic Games. No. You know, um, a boy from the backwoods of Lincolnshire, Hull Beach, which is, uh, you know, seven international athletes come from that village, from the village, not wow. a town, not a city. Yeah. That's incredible. And uh, they all went to the Olympic Games in one way or another. Even a disabled shot putter won the disabled Olympics <laughs> from the same village. It's a very talented uh, little area. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Uh, um, the next thing, I suppose, is winning your first major title, um, which is either the European Championships. I won five European medals as well in athletics, in shot putting, as well as two Commonwealth medals. Um, travel, where obviously in the early days, um, in fact, I was in the first 747 to land in New Zealand in 1974. When were you born, Lo? I was born in 82. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, travel, well, I think is the greatest knowledge you can absorb in somebody's life. Travel. Uh, do, do I remember me, talking to you saying you don't like flying these days? I hate flying. I'm sure I, yeah, I, I hate having flying. having a chat with you about that. The doc used to give me some medication. And half the flights I flew in the cockpit of the plane. Really? And the other half I can't remember. Just knocked yourself uh, out. <laughs> they knocked me out because yeah. they knew if I freaked out on a frigging plane. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> no. And uh, flying was the scourge of my career. In fact, I lost so much money as a professional athlete, not going around the world. And then some days I used to go down to the airport and I couldn't face it. I used to turn around and come home. Yeah. You know, and I should have been going to South Africa. I sent the lads out there without me and I'm supposed to be going with them as their team leader and competitor, you know what I mean? So I said, oh, no, Smithy, you go, mate. You know, One of my yeah. mates, Adrian Smith I know Corby. Adrian. Um, uh, he he, uh, he won Britain's strongest man. Yeah, and he also well, won, I think, Mister England in bodybuilding or something like that. Um, he he was a great little competitor. But again, you see, um, I think travel uh, was my key. Um, Just experiencing different cultures experiencing, and having having the knowledge now of where I've been and what I've seen. A lot of people in those days hadn't been, yeah. you know. Uh, nowadays, it's more common, of course. Um, but for a lad, as I said, from the backwards of Lincolnshire flying to New Zealand, you know, like, hey ho, you know, yeah. And then winning, yeah, winning in New Zealand. You know, well, that was the, that was the uh, first time it was away from America, wasn't it? Uh, sorry, I'm talking about. I also oh. won the Commonwealth Games in New Zealand wow. as well. New Zealand is a successful place for you. Uh, as well as the strongest man. Um, in fact, some of the lads that from my village who emigrated to New Zealand yeah. when they were 15 and 16 come to watch the strongest man. That's quite amazing that it's been New Zealand that you won both those major titles. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, New Zealand to me would be the place if I was young again. Yeah. Uh, and pre what it is now, um, because even that is changing beyond reproach, um, was the place that I'd want to be. Yeah. It is very much like England in the 50s and 60s. Okay. You know, um, 
lot of bungalows still, a lot of English gardens and English names and English building. Um, and it's a beautiful place, you know. It's, it's somewhere I've never been to, but I'd love, oh, to, I'd love to visit. Lol, go. Yeah. If you ever get an invite, North Island is better than South Island with respect to the Southern Islanders. North Island is subtropical. subtropical. Uh, and it, and it, Wangarei, Wanganui, Rotorua, all these Maori marbles, you know. And uh, I've been so many places throughout the world. I have to be so thankful, you know, I was able to do so through sport, whether it's through athletics or, or strongman or Highland Games. You know, uh, I've, I've nearly been everywhere, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, done my thing, you know. Um, I don't know how much longer I've got. I'd love to see my grandkids um, achieve. You know, they've already won All England schools and stuff like that. I'd like them to go to the next level as a senior before I croak it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, extend the legacy. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I wish them the best of luck. Obviously, um, yeah. You've, yeah. you've inspired so many people. Over the years, you've had, like I said at the start, just such an incredible, incredible career. So varied. Uh, I guess you don't even know how many times you've competed. No. <laughs> Probably no, talking I, thousands. I, I think uh, one year I competed in about 30 strongest men, 33 strongman competitions. Jesus. And then uh, 40 Highland Games competitions in one year. In one year, <laughs> you know, the, tra the transfer from Highland Games to Strongman, in terms of training, I had six weeks from the end of the Highland Games season to the beginning of the British, European, and World Strongest Man season. I had six weeks to prepare, and my I, I always go by bench press, you know, because that to me was always the measure. Uh, I I was struggling while I was competing. In the summer, doing 300 pounds, which I don't know in kilo, 300 pounds bench press. 140-ish, yeah. The time the world's strongest man come round, I was pushing nearly 600. That's some, in six so, weeks. Yeah, that's some increase there. <laughs> yeah, and the same with my power, you know, my, my body weight change, you know. I had to put on three or four stones. I used to eat like a horse. I had sponsors coming out of my ear, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I, well, I used to eat five pounds of meat a day, you know. I was a 15,000 calorie man, you know. Really? As much as that? Yeah. yeah. Gen and genuinely 15,000 calories a day? Absolutely. And wow. then, you, then, you, then you burn it off, you know, three, four hours in the gym, five hours. Those people that train all day are liars. Yeah, you know, you have to. Well, they, they're just second. standing around doing very little. <laughs> yeah, gobble, gobble. You, you know, I mean, everybody say, "Oh, I spent three hours in the gym last night." Uh, how much did you train? Yeah, I mean, all my lot, they have they have a certain element of of a program. They have to achieve it within an hour and a half. Okay, that is their program. Yeah, one hour and a half. If they go beyond that, they've been talking too much. Yeah, and they they even say things to me. You know, if they're on the floor, right, like this, and I'm looking at it, and they and they turn around before I even say it, I know <laughs> he's dying 
die in your own time. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of your famous quotes, is it, for them? That was one of my, one of my quotes. You die, <laughs> die in your own time, you know. And you lot over there, they turn around and say, stop talking, I know. <laughs> and they're like, they've got me down to a T. You know? Yeah, they, they know what's coming. <laughs> Absolutely. So before I before I let you go, Jeff, um, I want to ask. Do, I mean, do you watch much Strongman now, or is it harder for you to watch these days? I I, I go on YouTube to be educated okay. around the world, doing different things, uh, and uh, I love all sorts of programs. I mean, that is to me, it's like going to school. Yeah, because there's so many different things you can see. find anything on there now. On here. you know, I mean, like I say. You look at that fight, Jeff Capes and Chris Dolman fight I'll Amsterdam. Up. I'll look it up you after know, this. You will be amazed. <laughs> but I, I, YouTube, yeah, I'm following, I'm not following the crap that, that Eddie gives. I'm following his lifting, yeah. but I'm not following his crap. Well, do you, do you follow any of the guys like competing though now? Obviously, Eddie's retired yeah. now. So I, I wanted to get your take on the modern kind of crop of strongmen. Who impresses you? I usually ask a lot of the older guys who, who impresses them these days because there's so many talented youngsters coming through that have been inspired by the likes of yourself and you know maybe even me. But, I mean, um, yeah, go on. And I, I just wanted to get your take on who impresses you. Who, who do you think... You look at them and you think either they're up and coming or or maybe someone like English, English. Oh, sorry, doesn't have to be English. British, English, worlds. I I I don't really mind where they're from. Stoltman boys, the Stoltman boys. Yeah. um, Again, they're they're doing things you know nobody else is doing to create a world record. Um, But I, I think the younger one obviously has got the most talent. Tom, Tom uh, just lifted like a, a ridiculously heavy Atlas stone recently. Oh, uh, he's of course. Talking of, talking of going for a 300 kilo Atlas stone soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, there used to be one at Ashbourne Highland Games that nobody ever lifted. We'll have to get him over there. <laughs> the Highland Games no longer exists, but the stone's still there. Still there. Yeah, that yeah. would be good. See if he can everybody, go and lift had to, everybody had to compete in the, the, the five events. And then we had the, the manhood stones on the barrels. And then there was the challenge stone. Yeah. And nobody's ever done it. Okay. Nobody has ever done it. I'm, I'm talking to Tom soon, so I'll have to mention it to him. Um, and I, I honestly don't know where it is. It's probably in store there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, obviously, he, he impresses me in, in the British sense. Yeah. Um, but there are so many. Um, there really is. Yeah. And they keep churning them out from Poland and Lithuania, and you know, um, I mean, I, it's getting the names right. Yeah. But uh, the young Polish is he Piliuszkowski? Yes, him. Yeah, he, he's on. He impresses me. Yeah, he impresses me. Uh, but again, you know, you go around the gyms in Great Britain today. They're full of Polish and Lithuanian. <laughs> there is a lot of Poles, yeah, training. In the and gym. there's monsters yeah. <laughs> in the gyms in England. Yeah. Well, Vitaitis um, you know, Lalas lives when, over when, in Ireland. Yeah. When that wall come down, I said then, I says, now you watch out because these guys are, are unbelievable. And it's proved me right, you know, and they're still coming and they're still yeah. coming through. You know? How, 
how far is it going to go with the, the level that, you know, you think we're going to see people just getting bigger and stronger over the next 10 to 20 years? Well, you all, you, you know, you, you, you are going to see freak, freaks of nature. Of course you are. But they will be limited because they are freaks of nature. You want the all-round specimen that is, has everything, the athlete, the, the strength of, you know, of, of old Harry, I used to call it, and, and the athleticism of an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Get that, get that combined. Talking to you, I get the impression that you're, you're more focused. You like seeing people focus on all-round contests rather than just individual records. Yes, yes. Um, I, I like to see them perform. Um, you know, again, in in a reality sense, would you see like to see a strongman in one day challenge like four events that they don't know that's coming, a mix, or like is it spread over one, two, three, four days? You know, to me, that's only financial. That's only me me for the television and uh, filming filming the show to condense it to a a 40-minute show, it yeah. takes four to five days to do. You it's know? funny. And, and you know that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. No, I they don't I, see that. No, the people watching don't understand that side of it. But I've, I've got a friend no. who's running a contest I, uh, later this year or possibly next year now, I think, and he wants to run it as a surprise event competition. So people will yeah. enter, and then you won't find out the events until you turn up. Which I think will That's be what it's, I like. it's, it's a great twist, and you just well, got to be ready for everything. So that should be good if fun. If I'm available and I've got my invalid scooter ready, are we wanting to get that invite? Excellent. Yeah, we, yeah. we'll we'll get you down I, there. I, I, I must say that you know my injuries are kind of trying now. You know they have we lost you? The backs kind of made me not able too much. You know, uh, I have a scooter which gets me around. I love going to shows, bird shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, you pay the price later on. You might not, like, with respect, well, you might not have any injuries now. Oh, believe me, I have. <laughs> but later on, yeah. yeah, when you get older, they will be more to the fore. Of course. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, that's another thing that don't see what we give and how we give it and how we're paying for it later on. Yeah. You know, um, I don't like being seen on a scooter, but that's the only way I can get around. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, and that's, I hate being seen because that was never me. Is that, I never saw me like that. Is that what keeps you away sometimes, I guess now from coming to events? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, it must be hard. I can I can relate because I mean, even last year I tore my Achilles and I was I was sofa ridden for a little while, and you know I've recovered from that. But at the time I felt very very depressed. Felt, I was I felt, felt useless. vulnerable. You're vulnerable. You're, yes, you're very much so. Uh, and uh, you don't know. People say, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People. It matters to you. Yeah, it matters to yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, you become isolated a little bit, insular hermitized bit of a hermit you know um but i'm not sad it's just that i'm not able to do what i'd like to do and what i did do yeah well you, you think know? what you were capable of in your prime oh you know absolutely you know was... as i said i'm 71 this year yeah 
So I, even if the ticket comes to him up there, you know, I, I've done everything that I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, and um, my mate used to say, Jeff, what would you like on your stone? And uh, I said, local boy done good. He's done very good. Absolutely. <laughs> You've done very, very well. Jeff, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for coming on. I know, um, Thank you. you know, yeah. well, well, hopefully you, you, you said to me on the phone, you may be going to one of the UK's events this year or whenever. Well, it if it happens in Nottingham yeah. in um, November. Brilliant. Uh, UK strongest man. We'll keep our fingers there. crossed for, for that. Obviously, it's very difficult right now to, yeah, to really know what's going to happen. Not too far from, from me. Yeah. And I can come home each day, which is obviously what I want to Ideal. do. And uh, can I wish everybody, um, you know, safe, safe, I'm going to say, be safe in this uh, situation we're in, yeah. not only in the UK, but in the world. And also, um, to all the strong men out there, keep safe. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you have any questions for myself or Jeff, comment below. Can these guys find you anywhere on social media, Jeff? I know you're not too keen uh, on the my, social media my, stuff. My, my, son, my son runs Facebook. Okay, so you have a Facebook account, just Jeff Capes. That's, yeah. um, uh, but, but my son runs it for me. Okay, no problem. <laughs> It's candle-driven, this event, this show today. Yeah. <laughs> Candlelight. I know. Um, yeah, you Jeff, showed me what to press. I had to, press yeah. that. We had to, we had to kind of get some instructions for Jeff to, to get on today. But I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks very much, mate. Take yeah. care. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.